Welcome to another episode of What's Up with DJ. I'm your host, DJ. Each week, I bring you topics about current events, career development, finance, holistic living, life hacks, and stories of inspiration and humor from all from a spiritual perspective. So be sure to subscribe, like, comment, or leave a review on Apple Podcast. Your thoughts, opinions, and comments are always encouraged and appreciated. With that being said, let's get right into the show. My guest this week is Emily McGill. Emily McGill is a tarot reader and a storytelling strategist. After nearly a decade and a half working in entertainment in New York City as a Broadway publicist and expert communications consultant, her path of self-exploration led to healing and evolution and reading tarot cards professionally. Invited to read tarot for Virtual Burning Man 2021 and Brooklyn's Dry Speakeasy Club Curious, Emily has also been featured by the Tamman Hall Show, the New York Post, and Thrive Global. She writes playbills, Broadway horoscopes, and currently in development to create her own deck, the Broadway Tarot. Emily's passions are unlocking the magic in others, amplifying marginalized voices, offering platforms for open dialogue and creating meaningful experiences while cultivating community. She is the founder of SNOB, that stands for Sunday Night on Broadway, a Broadway industry dance party, a founding member of PR Collective Sparrow 5, and a co-author of their signature course, The Career Rebels Guide to Modern PR. With 20 Broadway credits, Emily has presented the Tony Award-winning productions of A Raisin in the Sun, starring Denzel Washington, Memphis, Billy Elliot, and Disney, Disney's The Lion King, plus Disney's Aladdin, Andrew Lloyd Webber School of Rock, and Cats, George Takei's Allegiance, This Is Our Youth, Rock of Ages, Ghost, F, and First Date. Since her theater start, <laughs> she's expanded out to other forms of entertainment, including music, film, TV, streaming, and work with companies large and small from Disney, HBO, and Amazon Studios to boutique talent agencies, internet startups, nonprofit, and string cortex. I mean, she is well-rounded. Plus male strippers. Yes, male strippers. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Thank Uh-oh. you for having me, DJ. Uh-oh. Yes, I, I'm, I'm, I, that is. I I think I'm trying to get my win back. I uh, mean, you yeah, have it's you a have lot. A, I'm yeah, sorry. That's okay. You have a long resume, and it's awesome. It's really great. 
you know and um and I, i'm like i said I, when i spoke to you for the first time i was saying i mean every time i, I was reading about you I, like i wanted to know more because it just got more interesting and more interesting i saw your interview on tamron hall show right. i saw you showcasing your knob party yeah. and i saw that i saw oh my god she just has the life and she's I like in to New have York. a good time <laughs> <laughs> definitely seems so yeah it definitely seems so so where are you from originally i grew up in pittsburgh mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. born and raised my whole family have been there for quite a long time and so uh i fell in love with theater and my parents put me in dancing school very young and that was always sort of part of our lives the arts and expression through music and dance and just creativity in general um and when i was 12 we did my brother and i came to new york for a dance competition and it was our first time here and i just fell in love with this city and i knew i would move here at some point in my life um, mm. so 10 years many... later i was here oh 10 years later wow yeah. when i first visited um new york i think it maybe was in 2004 i mm -hmm. think it was and it felt like i was coming home to something yeah. you know that's what it felt like mm -hmm. like i had been there before even though it was the mm -hmm. first time i had been there so it's an amazing city and so what was that transition like from pittsburgh to new york to new york i always knew i was gonna make it like i said mm -hmm. like that i was going to leave the place where I grew up to make a life somewhere else. Um, I dreamed my whole life of working on Broadway and there's only one place you can do that, which is in New York mm -hmm. too, New right? York, so, right. you know, there, there was a, a very clear direction for me. It was always, I knew that I was going to, when I graduated from college, move to New York. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just happening, whether anyone wanted me to or not I didn't care like this is what was happening in my life unfortunately I've had very supportive parents and you know mm -hmm. we've uh they were they were completely on board and and they love coming up to visit and you know uh but it was it was very much I'm doing this I have to do mm -hmm. this this is where mm -hmm. I need to be um and when I first you know when I was younger I didn't know you could have a job on Broadway that was like not on stage or backstage. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't realize there's a whole ecosystem of careers available from management to, um, you know, working in marketing and advertising uh, to the publicity offices to, you know, the law offices. I mean, there's just so much different opportunity that you can find but only if you know it's there. Right. And I didn't know it was there until after I moved to New York. Mm -hmm. So was that the intention initially moving to New York was I'm going to work behind the scenes or was it, you know, you well, wanted to work in front? My brother had a really interesting journey um, booking his first Broadway show when he was a junior in high school and moved to New York and basically lived here when he was 17 years old, <laughs> figuring it out. And I saw his experience, you know, a secondary thinking that this show is going to run and they win the Tony award and they announced closing three weeks later. And 
I didn't understand like how that could happen, but I knew that I didn't want to eat cottage cheese for dinner because my Broadway show closed, you know? So, um, I knew before I moved here that I didn't want to be on stage because Mm -hmm. I had a lot of super talented friends that like, they weren't really getting cast in things and why, you know, why would I want to put myself in that position? Yeah of that rejection when I could be on the other side, like helping people have jobs and talk about things. So I knew really early that I wanted to be on the business side of the business, but I didn't really know how you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, you know, did love being on stage and performing. So I did audition for a year when I first moved here, I was, you know, going to lots of auditions and I would get to the final callbacks. It would be like me and someone else. And the other person always got the job. Because I don't think I actually wanted it. Mm, yeah, you know? yeah. Or I didn't, maybe I think I didn't deserve it at the time. Mm-hmm. But um, but I started interning in a producer's office. My very first Broadway show I worked on was Legally Blonde, the musical. Um, I was an intern in their office. And I just, I loved everything about it. I loved mm-hmm. learning about what the different terms were. I, you know, the the language and the, the vernacular. I loved learning. Um you know, the, the politics and the relationships and like seeing mm-hmm. who likes who and who doesn't and how all that yeah. works. And so it became really fascinating for me to sort of see that aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I worked in, in internships in lots of different types of offices, but ultimately found myself in a publicity office. And I really loved what I saw happening around the, the press agents and publicists and how they were getting stories out in the world. Um, mm-hmm. and also helping make things happen. You know, if, if a Broadway show is performing, performing on Good Morning America, there's a lot that goes into making sure that happens. And yeah. so seeing how all of that worked too was really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So I loved it for a really long time and until I didn't. <laughs> so, so what happened where it came to the place where you didn't love it so much? Well, after I had been doing it for a couple of years, my boss closed down the company and I went to a different company and, um, I was there for about nine months, which was hugely formative for me and like really a a huge growth spurt. And then from there ended up going to a more traditional PR agency, somebody that did, um, you know, Delta and W hotels and princess Mm. cruises and things like that. And so it was not the background and the experience and the the sort of work that I wanted to be doing, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was going to be a hugely educational experience, which it was. And I thoroughly enjoyed it for about the first year and a half. And then the second year and a half, it was less enjoyable. And I was like, I need to get back to theater. I need to get back to the thing that I love. And I had this conversation recently with someone we were talking, they were telling me that their first love is music. Mm -hmm. They work in Broadway and they were like, I had to leave the music industry because I couldn't enjoy a concert anymore Mm. because I knew too much about what it took to make it happen. Yeah. And she was like, now I work in an adjacent industry that I love, but that is not like my avocation. It's my vocation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's so powerful to me to be able to say I have an avocation but I'm going to choose to do this other thing for work Mm -hmm. because I don't have that ability 
like if I'm not happy, if I'm not called to do something, if I don't feel like it's a natural need of expression for myself, mm -hmm. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. When that cup is empty, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you feel tired thinking about doing the thing that it may bring you, you know, a chick. But you just get tired, like, oh, I don't want to do this. And this, I think guilt, I mean, many things just show up. <laughs> I'm, mm -hmm. I'm telling you from natural experience. <laughs> you know, you're just like, oh, my God, I, I, I really thought this is. And, and for me, I think it was I initially felt as though in the beginning, this was what I should be doing. And from the years I did it and and um, and then just you get to a place where you just go, OK, well, that was nice for that time period. Now it's time to gravitate to something um something else yeah. you know that's more meaningful that really uses my innate skills and that i should be ex figuring out how to express figuring out how to um bring forward mm -hmm. and um and then uh i always say that the oprah thing where you know it, it, i think everybody like what likes that idea of the thing that your your spiritual calling mm -hmm. sort of gives you all meets all your needs right mm -hmm. and that's what it, i think is what everybody would love to to experience where you you know uh when i'm just doing the thing that i love to do and it's you know where everyone enjoys when i do it mm -hmm. and it also brings me necessary means to my ends yes. <laughs> And I think it's what we're all sort of searching for and Absolutely. we're trying to get to. And so what was that thing for you? Well, I think it's interesting because I think that thing changes, right? Mm -hmm. So for so long, like I had this singular ambition of working on Broadway and I did that and I did it. I've done it for almost 15 years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've been working in all kinds of different capacities, whether I was a publicist directly on a show or working with them in a different way um, at companies like Disney and on big shows starring people, like you said, like Denzel Washington, but then yeah. also working in like these teeny little off, off, off Broadway things or developmental concerts. Um, and during the summer of 2020, uh, you know, we were, the, the racial reckoning that has come to America has also hit Broadway, thankfully. And so a lot of the things that I was publicizing were marches and rallies and people coming out and saying like, this is not okay. This is what we need to do. Mm -hmm. um, or marginalized artists have been, uh, I created a pro bono practice to help marginalized artists amplify their messages because mm -hmm. a lot of folks don't have access to these resources. Right. And so if I can you know, help them write a press release get it out to my list and then connect them directly with anyone who's interested in writing about them. Like that's, that feels, that felt like something directly that I could do an impact that I could make to help amplify artists. Um, but I don't get lit up by PR anymore. I'm not interested in trying to get a story placed in a media outlet anymore. That's not fun for me. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to see how that sort of evolution happens over time, because there was a time when I, you know, where I was like such a rush, so exciting to mm -hmm. get that placement um, and then to do all of the legwork to make it happen. But now I'm just finding that unless it's something that I, like you said, really deeply connect and resonate with, mm -hmm. I'm 
Why bother? God. Yeah, I can't. I can't get behind <laughs> it. And I think yeah. the pandemic has been that opportunity for a lot of people to re-examine what actually lights us up, what actually yeah. makes us, you know, feel good. Yeah. And like the tarot is a big part of that. You know, it's something that I started years ago. Um, I had gone to therapy when my grandma passed away. And mm. from that time, uh, you know, my therapist would like pull a card every now and again. She would have me pull something. Oh, wow. If I didn't know what direction to take something or like wasn't sure where I'd go. Um, and then when I was looking for a daily practice, she suggested that I introduce tarot. And mm -hmm. so I downloaded an app and I started, you know, tapping on that app every day and pulling a mm -hmm. card. And um, before I knew it, I kind of really had a sense of that particular deck. Um, and shortly before the pandemic hit, I was gifted. And which deck, did, did, which deck did she use? So she has tons of them, but we oftentimes would use the Osho Zen Tarot deck. Okay. Um, which is also the app that I then downloaded and mm -hmm. started with. Um, but that was the one that usually she would use with me in sessions. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite now? Um, my favorite is actually a, a, a vintage deck that was gifted to me that belonged to uh, one of my grandmother's best friends who was an aunt by affection, if you will. So we always mm -hmm. called her Aunt Ginny, but we were not related. Um, okay. And her daughter, my Aunt Heidi, also not related, but still Aunt Heidi, uh, mm -hmm. gifted me this past, just before the holidays last year, uh, a deck that had belonged to her mom in the 70s. Mm. And so that's my favorite. And it's a French deck, which means it just sort of, it's more like a deck of playing cards in like the imagery. There's not okay. as much, um, it's not as illustrative as some of the other tarot decks that you'll see on the market. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a little more challenging to use as you're learning. You know, mm -hmm, you constantly mm -hmm. feel like you're like looking stuff up when you're kind of learning the decks and you don't have the imagery to go off of. Um, mm -hmm. So when it comes to like the imagery decks, uh, my 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 two favorites are the Wild Unknown, which is a pretty popular deck that uses animal imagery and is really beautiful. Okay. Um, and then the one that we'll use today uh, called the Fountain Tarot, which is yes, because really I'm going to be getting a reading a reading today. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And um and so it sounds like to me that um you know like you said earlier that the the pandemic that we're going through was still going through mm -hmm. never ending <laughs> that it gave you it gave you time to to sort of look at okay what are my spiritual gifts i know what i don't want what do mm -hmm. i want and um and i want to you know get spiritually connected so you found something that allows you to feel spiritually connected that you enjoy doing mm -hmm. and you can help others um also so it sort of checks a lot of the boxes right absolutely because to me the tarot is an external or a visual or a physical representation outside of you of of information that you hold within yourself so mm -hmm. whether you hold it in your heart or your gut the information's already there you already know this it just hasn't made it up to your head yet so you mm -hmm. have like that translation hasn't happened mm -hmm. and so i almost like to say that it's like texting yourself a meme 
right? Because it's imagery, it's an image. So it's like a meme that you're going to see this image and it, it relays something to you in a way that you wouldn't necessarily otherwise be able to compute. And mm-hmm. that's what I love about the tarot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I would love to have a reading. And before we start do the reading, I, I actually own a, I have the Rider um, tarot cards. Rider Wade uh, Smith, yes. yes. Yes, I have those ones. And every once in a while, I'll pull out my my um, my deck and I always do like a, a past, present, future mm-hmm. um, reading for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't done one in a long while. It's been a while since I've done it, but um, but I don't know why. But um, but usually I'll, I'll do that. Or I have a friend. She, she loves um tarot as well i have, I have mm-hmm. a few friends who love tarot yes but um yeah yeah exactly so this is definitely um you know right up my alley in terms of um how people can utilize this system mm-hmm. and um another another tool in the toolbox yeah to get connected and um and it always gives me it always centers me and focuses me whenever i i do one for myself mm-hmm. you know but sometimes i can overanalyze things <laughs> too sure. so you Absolutely. know so we always... all can and it's aquarius season now and mercury's in retrograde so certainly i'm sure everyone is you know this week in january <laughs> that we're taping this is probably mm-hmm. overthinking something mm-hmm. in their life mm-hmm. 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 Well, let's start. Let's do one now. Amazing. Um, so I'm going to shuffle. It might be a little loud, but okay. um, I want you to think about if there's, and you might already know the answer to this, if there's something particular that you want to explore today. Um, let's explore career. All right. So I'm going to give these a few shuffles. And is there anything in particular that you want to look at with your career or is this more of a general thing? Like, do we think, you know what, instead of career, let's think about relationship. Relationship. (laughs) Yeah. I had a good conversation with someone last night and I thought, you know what? And actually I I was having a conversation about, about, about about a relationship and, and I had said the word two times. I was reading his, his intro. I'm like, I think I read the word two times. I'm like, I think that means something. So, um, so relationship and, you know, I haven't dated anyone in a long time. So specifically, I think just when I'm going to date again, (laughs) I'm going to meet somebody special. All right. So let's, um, Let's do a a three card spread that I like. It's called what will help you, what will hinder you, and what is your untapped or your unrealized potential. Okay. And this is one you can do for yourself too, you know, um, with your cards that you have. Uh, And, you know, any, I mean, and folks, you could do tarot readings all over the place. You know, there are lots of websites that you can find that Mm -hmm. are like, we'll do a tarot reading right there for you on the website. You know, mm-hmm. it's sort of random mm-hmm. generator. Um, so, you know, I think that this is a spread you could try. Sometimes I start these and then I'm like, oh no, that one actually was past, present, future. Or that one actually was insert other sort of spread here, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. that happens. Um, but, but we're going to start with this. What will help you? What will hinder you? And what's your untapped potential to begin with? 
So I'm just going to give this one more shuffle. Okay. One okay. More after this. And then you're going to cut the deck. And so by that, I'm going to flip through these cards and you are going to tell me when to stop. Okay. Ready? Uh-huh. Stop. All right. Okay. So this first card that we're going to pull, this is what's going to help you. Okay. And so whether this is, you know, maybe this is relationship, maybe this is dating, maybe this is career, maybe this is all of the above, maybe this is none of the above. Okay. Right. So we'll see um, sort of where this resonates for you. Okay. And so this is the Ace of Cups. Okay. Ace of Ace of Ace of Cups, you said? Ace of Cups, yes. Okay. And so for those that aren't familiar with the tarot, there are two parts of the deck, right? The major arcana and the minor arcana. The major arcana are our magic cards. When they show up, we want to pay special attention. Mm. There are 22 of them, and they correspond to the human soul's evolutionary journey. So we start with the fool, which is very early, very fresh, naive, trusting, you know, mm -hmm. and away we go energy. And it goes all the way up through the world, which is very uh, completion energy, whole, healed, holy. Then we also have the minor arcana, which resembles more of a traditional playing deck. So you have four suits, ace through 10, and then you have four court cards instead of three. So you've got a page, a knight, a queen, and a king. Um, sometimes they might be prince and princess rather than page and knight. Sometimes they might be, um, father, mother, son, and daughter. There are different decks that have sort of structured differently, but generally you have those four core cards. They correspond to the people in your life or mm -hmm. the, the characteristics of those cards within yourself. The number cards, the pip cards kind of correspond to situations or experiences but they also have a cyclical journey to them. So you have the one through the 10, and then we start back at the one, right? So that cycle that we see in the major arcana is also reflected in the minor arcana. And our mm. four suits are also corresponding to our four elements. So you have the ace of cups here. Our cups are our water. That's okay. our feelings, our emotions, our intuition. And the ace is that first cup right it's a new beginning mm -hmm. but we're seeing this one it's upside down i don't know if you can tell uh now i can see it now that i i i can see the words upside down mm -hmm. okay and so there's a thing called reversals mm -hmm. and i like to read that uh, some people like to see it as like the negative or the inverse of a card's meaning Mm -hmm. But I think that each card holds the full spectrum of its meaning. So it can be positive. It could be negative mm -hmm. as anything, right? Too much of anything can, can kill you. Right. Like, right, even, right. right. Like, but the, the, the inversion like this, I would say as either it's either an internal expression of the card. So it's either mm -hmm. like for yourself mm -hmm. or it's something that needs to be dropped from your life. And in this okay. case, I don't think it's something that needs to be dropped. Okay. Right, because okay. the Ace of Cups is all about filling your own cup, which you just said how many minutes ago, mm -hmm. right? We were mm -hmm. when we were talking about how yeah. you can't, you know, I can't go to work unless I want to, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like relating to that, the Ace of Cups is all about filling your own cup, filling it up. Uh huh. And when we flip it over to show, you know, you can kind of see there are two beautiful doves there mm -hmm. that. 
we're filling this, like, you know, they're, they're lifting this cup and it looks as though it's overflowing and spilling out into the water below. Mm -hmm. And so to me, this is saying what will help you is filling your own cup. I heard that. I can definitely, that definitely resonate with me. Fill your, fill your own cup. Mm -hmm. I don't, <laughs> cause a lot of times I, I like what I, what I, what people sometimes they're looking for relationships. They feel as though the other person is going to, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> going to complete them. Right. And, and I, I'm so glad that I, I, mean, I realized that that when you enter relationships, it's not for someone to complete you is to for someone to add on what's to what you already have you know the joy that you already are experiencing mm -hmm. so um so i'm i'm hopefully that club is overflowing <laughs> because uh if if there's someone who would come along i would definitely expect them to add to already the happiness and the joy that i'm already experiencing mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so this is saying like, what will help you is just continuing to fill your own cup and like mm -hmm. find the things that bring you joy and delight and invite more of them into your life. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely. And this is a beautiful card as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These are really pretty. All right. Shall we see what's going to hinder you? Yeah, I'm all about it. The Bring it on. Cups. <laughs> the eight of cups. So another cup, right? This uh -huh. is again our uh, our water, our feelings, our emotions, our and our intuition. Mm -hmm. and the eight is about right. It's close to the end of that of that ace through ten cycle that we talked about. Mm -hmm. But the ace of cups is a lot about walking away from the things that don't serve you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is saying that there are things you need to walk away from. Mm -hmm. Or if you need to be more discerning with the things you walk away from. Mm -hmm. Because to me, walking away from the things that don't serve you is not something that's going to hinder you. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, like, I can see how, how, how you know, work or, or, you know, it's pandemic where you don't really go out that often. Mm -hmm. There's certain things that, that, that do hinder, hinder, you know, finding someone. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, but to say, like, the this card says, if something isn't filling your cup, mm -hmm. you need to walk away mm. because it's draining you. Yeah. If it's not filling it, it's draining it. Mm. And so I don't know if it's saying, like, there's something you need to walk towards, maybe. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. I can I can see that though. Walking away from from like maybe it's that walking away from things is what is hindering you, and that you have to walk towards them. Yeah. 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 I can. I, that can. That resonates to me on a deep level. Yes. Mm hmm. I can feel that. How does that resonate? Well, I spend a lot of time working, 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 working. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, which is good. I mean, I, I enjoy working, Yeah. <laughs> but I think sometimes it's, it's, it could be over. It's, it's sometimes it's, um, it's, I'm doing too much. I think sometimes mm -hmm. I think so I need to 
put my focus on sometimes a social life, mm-hmm. <laughs> which as of now, I mean, is is very minimal. Right, very difficult. I'm, yeah. Yeah. During this right. period, so we're in a pandemic, um, and it's winter in the northern hemisphere. And why would you want to leave yeah. your house? Exactly. Where am I supposed to go. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, and catch yeah. the 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 the, uh, the corona. Right. So I yeah I can see there are certain activities that I definitely can walk away from. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's I don't know that it's the activities you walk that to walk away from, but like maybe think about how those activities make you feel. Hmm. And it's like walking away from those feelings because those are, those would be in that sense activities that don't make you feel good. Mm -hmm. Right. Or that Mm -hmm. it's like a momentary sense of feeling good that dissipates very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like it's hitting something for you. Um, I think that I think it's I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think maybe sometimes I do feel like um, I'm not so bored with 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 certain aspects of being stuck in the house sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes I do like want to do more outside of the house. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Uh, it's you too also, much. What? Yeah, it's it's too it's too it's too much work trying to to do all of that because then you got to, you know, worry about you know uh, what's going on, who you want to make sick, you know, uh, right. will my schedule permit, uh, you know, all this with other things that are going mm-hmm. on. So I think sometimes it it can it can be um a bit overwhelming sometimes just trying to get out and do yeah. things and also have the energy to do it cuz right. <laughs> because right. i think that um that yeah. it can be just too intense sometimes like okay i want to get do more things but then when it's time to do it you're like why did i do that why did i schedule well, and that well also i think our stamina has changed you know we've spent mm-hmm. so much time inside for 2 years like stamina is not what it was even social stamina you know being around people Mm -hmm. it feels different now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and then and that'll be different for an invert uh introvert extrovert and omnivert right like yeah and i'm an introvert different (laughs) i get that i'm an omnivert like i need bursts of being outside and like connecting to what's outside of me but i also Mm -hmm. need long stretches of time as an like with myself yeah, yeah. I always say I know that I'm an introvert because I have to recharge alone or mm-hmm. with few number of people possible. Yep. <laughs> and all my intro- introvert friends, they're the opposite. They want to energize around as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so I, I get that. So, yeah. So, so I think there are things that I really need to to walk away from, and not just walk away from, but I think I need to to do more in the gym. You know, I was having that feeling the other day. I'm like, I really need to get back into going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my eating habits have just it's been tragic since the through this pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like whatever I can get in front of me. So I think you know, maybe walking away from that burger and those fries. 
um, maybe a good idea. Right. Or maybe like, you know, the second night in a row, you walk away from the burger, but like you get to have the burger the first night, you know, it's like, uh -huh. there can be ways for you to enjoy the thing and fill your cup up, mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. the burger you want to have, you know, but then like also making sure that like, you're just moving your body. You know, I find that yeah. in the mornings that I get up and don't do yoga, I feel mm -hmm. worse the next morning when I get up. Mm. But I, if I, if I get up and at 30 minutes is all I do anymore, 30 minutes of yoga every morning, that's it. And mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be like hard yoga. It's just moving my body and like getting the system doing, you know, mm -hmm. feeling getting like the there's energy moving. Right. Yeah that momentum, that motion makes a world of difference. And then my body, it's like, it's such a gift to my body. So my body's like, Oh, thank you. Now I can like move comfortably today. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely, I de definitely feel that exactly. I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to get back into it because, you know, been, and it was so funny because we, I've been like asking, like, I, just, I would love to work from home and I would love to you know i would meditate so much more and i would uh -huh. do, and then it's like when you finally you know circumstances show up where where now you you have to work from home mm -hmm. and you're like i am not doing any of the stuff that i said i will be doing <laughs> but also working from home and like moving through the mental gymnastics of living through global trauma Mm -hmm. are like two different things right <laughs> right yeah exactly you know yes there's something that has to be sacrificed right and and um but who knew at you know you know i mean at the beginning of this everyone's talking about writing their novels and like it's like you know what no one in my house has killed anyone so actually we're like you know we're all still here that that to me feels like a success yeah. right like it can yeah. be that little of a thing right that i'm yeah well i haven't caught COVID, so that's definitely a, a definitely a plus you are like, you know. have you seen that that video? It's like the last somebody is playing the very last level of Super Mario Brothers. And it's like jumping uh -huh. over and the running back and forth. And like, cause you know, the, the fiery arms that like go in circles. Uh -huh. And it's uh -huh. like everybody who hasn't caught COVID is like this expert Super Mario Brothers person, like not dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Impressive. So right. is that... We got Go one more card. One more card, okay. Yep. So um, this last one is what is your unrealized or your untapped potential? Okay. And it's the sun. Oh yeah, this is a major arcana card. Okay. Okay. Well, that I, and I I know the sun is a good one. Yeah, it is. So um, the sun is uh, towards the end of the major arcana. Mm -hmm. And it's like stepping into your light. Okay. And again, we have this inverted, right? It's upside down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think this is like, like something, there's like something about like shining your light from within. Mm. Okay. Like continuing well, maybe, to do that. I mean, it's what you right. It's what you're doing with your podcast. It's what you're do, you're out here doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's like, the thing. But it, maybe it's like unrealized and untapped. Like you've just barely scratched the surface. Well, I do feel like, um, you know, uh, keeping in the mindset of the relationship thing, um, that that 
you know, maybe that's the thing that will attract the next person will be, you know, my light, you know? Yeah. But it's untapped. Like there's more yeah. work for you to do to be mining that light and to be brightening yeah. that light. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it is untapped. This is the untapped potential. So yeah. this is the opportunity. Yeah. Just to keep mm-hmm. spreading your light. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely feel that that definitely resonates with me because I do feel that there's a lot of things that I have not um, tapped into in terms of, you know, creating this platform and moving it forward. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm as I was saying earlier about the, 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 you know, sometimes the work gets to be very intense at times yeah. because I'm trying to get so much done. Um, so to me that, that, um, that definitely speaks to this precursor phase mm-hmm. that I'm in. So yes, that def- mm-hmm. definitely resonates with me deeply. I also wonder if it's like, has something to say about, um, diving into your shadows Mm -hmm. and like how much shadow, you know, if there's like an invitation here, maybe to do some more shadow work for with and for yourself, Mm -hmm. um, especially because it is inverted. So is it like, is the light something that needs to be dropped too? Because, or like, you know, when we bring light to our shadows, like that's how we explore them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been looking at, um, this, you know, this will air in March, but February, um, will, is, is a month that I've been looking at, um, you know, African-American history. So I invited all uh, all these African-American authors who happen to be women during the month of February. Excellent. And each one of those women for the month of, of uh, February, if you've been listening to the show, um, each um, author in the month of February um, had a story about forgiveness, oh. someone they needed to forgive. And... And I really tapped into about me had to, I had to go back and sort of look at who I needed to forgive, mm-hmm. you know, because it was like um, one of the, the authors said to me, she said, well, when someone causes an offense to you and you feel there are some blockages going on, then probably is she was she said it is always somebody you have not forgotten how she put it and i'm just like well i I, I don't think anybody needs to forgive but i'm always trying to forgive myself for something like oh i didn't do this i didn't do that i didn't make this i I made this promise to myself i didn't keep it and um, and even this morning i was saying i I forgive forgiving myself for something i didn't do (laughs) yeah but that's also self-compassion and that's yes. how we practice having compassion for other people by forgiving yes. ourselves for, you know, things that we might see as transgressions, but are actually just our system navigating that, that particular moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely tapping into a place where I'm looking at the shadow self in a way that I never have before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that's like I, I, I treated someone mean or whatever. I, I don't do that. But I do find that it's not just about the action of treating someone unkind, but it's also you can have an unkind thought. But that also like it's OK that that happens as long as that's not where mm-hmm. you sit and you stew mm-hmm. and you like. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. those things sort of 
move straight through you. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. don't sort of hang on to them. Right, right. That's the place where I'm, I'm trying to go because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a person who can hang on to it. <laughs> I get that one. I'm right there with you. You know, so I'm trying to, to let go. And, and then sometimes you forgive an offense and then you it shows up in a more subtle way than it did initially. So, it, you know, yes, forgiveness is not a one. It, exactly. It shifts and it, it evolves. Yes. Yeah. It's a practice, like anything else, you know? Forgiveness is a practice, yes. I mean, and it's no different than you saying, like, you want to go to the gym a little more. You maybe want to clean up your eating habits, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're all a practice. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, it's just, how am I doing right now in this moment? Can I show up to do this right now in this moment? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's all a practice. True. But check out these cards together. Wait. This is three, but that was their first card, right? So I have to do this. I always get confused between Instagram and Zoom and all of the different things. Yeah, it shows it. It shows it. <laughs> the well, mirrors. Yeah. Exactly. It does that. But, um, but yes, exactly. So these I, are your three together. We yes. have your Ace of Cups saying that filling your own cup is really what's going to help you. Mm-hmm. And the eight of cups saying maybe walking away from something is what you need to do, but maybe it's walking towards something. Mm-hmm. And then your sun to shine your light. Mm-hmm. That's that's your your untapped potential, your untapped superpower. Yeah, shining your light and <laughs> maybe playing Shine- in the shadows, like we said. Yeah, I know definitely that shadow work is is something that is important. I had a spiritual, I'm always having spiritual conversations, which I love. Mm -hmm. But we were talking about the dark night of the soul. And Mm -hmm. it's so interesting that, you know, that third card showed up when I was having a a conversation, I was on a, a conference call, and we were discussing the dark night of the soul. And, you know, for that card to show up, um, definitely means, you know, and also, you know, thinking about the, 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 the shadow self and, 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 you know, reinvestigating that as well. Right. Um, it's interesting that, that, that card showed up too. I just took a picture of them for you that I'm going to send to you when we wrap. So you can have Thank that you. and share it with your listeners so they can see what you were looking at too. Um, you yes. know, if they're not going to get to see the video replay. Yes, yeah, so this this also be on YouTube. Uh, th- this conversation as well, in case you guys want to check a, check the episode out and actually see the cards um, that was pulled um, on. Um, you know, you can see it virtually. And yes, so if, if they if the audience or someone in the audience like to reach out to you to get a reading, how would they do that? Yeah. So I hang out on the internet, mostly on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Emily Ann, Ann and E M C G. And that's my IG. Uh, my website is Emily entertainment.com really long. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, <laughs> the, the, I want to have all this inside of yes, the show description. So of course that, you know, but you put entertainment behind anything and it just, it's, yeah, those what 10 letters or something like that. It's Makes everything long. Um, but, you know, Instagram is the easiest way to find me. You can find my website from there. You know, my little Linktree thing is in there, which actually I learned a great lesson. Don't use Linktree. Don't spend the money. 
If you mm. host your own website, you can create a link on your website. That's like not, a, you know, that's not a, on the menu. That's just mm -hmm. a page that is your own link tree. And then it's also branded the same as your website. You mm -hmm. don't have to do the extra work again. And mm -hmm. you just put that link in your Instagram. Yes. Yes. And I, I, I think I had that at the, at the top of my page and, and, um, and, you know, I, I didn't do it myself. I had someone else do it for me, Great. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, because I just, you know, my, as I gotten older, I used to be very technical, technical, technique, what, how do you say it? Technical, logically savvy. <laughs> but as I got older, I'm like, just pay somebody else, just delegate <laughs> that to somebody else to do. Yep. You know, if it's not your thing, somebody no. will be happy to make some money doing it. Yes. So are there any things else you want to um, mention before we go? No, this was lovely. I hope you enjoyed your tarot reading. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it so much. And um, anytime that I'm in New York, um, I, I definitely want to, to check you out and definitely visit um, the snob. Yeah, you know, we haven't done I, snob in a while just because oh, of the no. gathering during the pandemic. And, uh, yeah, you New know, York with so many hard. Broadway shows getting shut down because people had COVID, we didn't want to contribute to that. You know, we mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that everyone was staying as healthy as possible and not yeah. offering any kind of opportunities for super spreaders where, you know, yeah. much of the community yeah. would want to come together. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, half the cast of Tina is out. No one's around for Hamilton, right? Like we don't want that. Mm. So <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. It's true. So we it's haven't true. been hosting it lately, but we hope we'll get back up and running, you know, maybe this summer when we can do stuff outside or something again. Yes, well, you definitely have to come back on the show and talk more about that when things are up and running because like I said, I I um I I like, you know, when I'm ready to go out and do like stuff. You know, I'm, I'm in my extrovert, my extrovert mm -hmm. <laughs> mode. I definitely like to to go out and 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 do stuff and and be around the party people, be around the extroverts, yeah. and um and so um I would definitely love to to meet you in person and party right along with you. You know, <laughs> yes, yes, love it. Well, well, thank you for joining me on the show. And um, again, we'll have um, Emily's information in the show description and definitely check us out on YouTube, this episode on YouTube. So you actually can see the actual car reading without just listening to it on the um, on the audio version of this podcast. I'll have the link in the show description so you'll be able to just click a link and have it open up. So thank you for joining me for What's Up with DJ. And catch me next week for a new episode. Bye.